Thanks for tuning in to the meditation conversation. Hop on over to karagoodwin.com. You can get a free 10-minute guided meditation right on the homepage to help you experience deep levels of peace. I also have lots of resources to learn meditation and to support your practice. And of course, by supporting those services, you are supporting my work, including the production of this very podcast to assist more souls on their path to awakening. Thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm so excited to have Maria Verdeschi. Maria is an acclaimed psychic medium, and she's the author of the bestseller, There Is No Death, Only Life. So welcome, Maria. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Kara, so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you. So let's talk about how your ability to communicate with spirit began. Um, So that's going to go back to like when I was three or four, I can remember um, always just kind of getting that anxious feeling, especially at bedtime and going in my room. It was that feeling of not being alone. And I remember at that young age going into my mom and dad's room saying, there's, there's people in there. I hear people talking. And so they came in like one time they humored me and came in and no one's here. And then when I asked them again, I'm like, they're, they're still in there. They're in there. I got yelled at and I learned, oh, I shouldn't speak of this. And I didn't for many, 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 many years, decades. And it was frightening for you. As a child, yes, because I always could feel that my room was filled with something. I didn't have an understanding of what, but I knew I was not alone in that room. Mm, Wow. So that was as a little one. And then you said you stopped speaking about it for decades. Did did it go away? Because sometimes we kind of turn these things off when they're not reinforced. So when we lived on Long Island, it did not go away. And then we moved to Michigan. So like when I was eight or nine, we moved to Michigan. And it was a really tough move for the whole family because none of us wanted to move. And that's when pretty much I shut it off because it was just too much to deal with. And being in this new place and the family all just being so sad. So I was able to turn it off then. Every now and then it would kind of come through, but I was able to shut it down. Like, nope, nope, not dealing with that right now Um, until I was older. And I said, all right. I guess I'm going to open that door now. So that was just a decision that you made or did you feel like it was knocking again? Like, okay, Maria, wake back up. (laughs) I definitely felt like it was knocking again. I felt like it was knocking again. And that's when I knew it was just kind of that knowing of, of, all right, now I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. I need to learn more about this. I need to figure out what this is. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And so, and so then did you, was it not so scary because you were older or how did things go once you started like willingly opening up? Well, it was funny because when I started willingly open up, my mom was going to be coming into town to visit. And I said, let's go get a reading, you know, let's go to a psychic medium and get a reading. And my mom loved that stuff. So she was all for it. And yes, I do believe that my mother was very intuitive, but she never talked about it. But she loved getting her astrology chart done. She went to mediums, but she, and I'm sad we never had that conversation in life because Mm -hmm. I I know she was. Mm -hmm. So when we went to our reading and we each had separate ones, I sat down and the medium looked at me and she goes, you're like me. Like it was the first things out of her mouth you know, you're a medium, right? Oh, and I kind of looked at her and I was like, no, no. And I had shortly after that one, I went to another one thinking, let's just see if that was a bunch of bull. Again, it was the first thing out of the person's mouth. You know, you're a medium, right? Really? Where I was like, okay, all right, I, I am definitely now. It's like I kept getting those validations of, come on, let's go, let's go. Wow, that's fascinating. And so then, did you do some like proper training, or did it just start showing up, or how how did that develop to get you to where you are now? I started taking like classes and doing things like where we would do exercises and um, we'd kind of um, like a, I'll say like a mediumship type of class where you would pair up with someone and it was the things out of my mouth and the, the person doing the class would even say, Maria, do you know I was just telling her that last week? Wow. So it was just all of these validations just kept happening where I was like, all right, there's something to this. I need to keep moving forward on it. Wow. That's fascinating. So what is it like for you as a medium? Do the messages come through as thoughts or ideas or do you see a person or how do you experience it? So how I experience it is... I'm not seeing the person like right in front of me. I always say it's not like on Ghost Whisperer with Melinda, um, where they're right there and I'm hearing their voice coming from this area. What it is, is it's all from in here. So it's kind of like if you're having that thought of remembering something, oh, that day on the beach was beautiful and the ocean was so blue. And then that starts coming in here where you start picturing it. Mm-hmm. That's what happens within a reading for me, where I'll start possibly seeing the spirit, how they looked, or they'll start sending me pictures of maybe it's going to be a TV show that's going to be, um, along the lines of what they're trying to get the message to be to this person, or it could be a song. And I'll hear things where I call it a broken record. 
So sometimes before a reading, I'll start hearing a song and it will go off like a broken record. And then I, I'll go through how I do a reading. And then I say, and I like to talk about what happened before the reading, because I know what happens before a reading is all part of the reading. Oh, interesting. And I'll tell them about the song, but I'll also tell them how spirit was making me feel with that song that they kept playing over and over. Because a lot of times there's a feeling that goes with it also. Hmm. That's fascinating. So is it, is it pretty easy to differentiate between your own thoughts and the, and images, you know, because we all have, you know, daydreams or, you know, songs that come into our head or things that flash into our minds that, um, and you know, not everybody is a medium. So is it easy for you to differentiate like that's mine and that's a message from the other side kind of thing? It has because I've really, um, with doing this for so long, um, I have really grown into that confidence of knowing when it's spirit giving a message and when it's my thoughts. So when it's going off like that broken record, I know that spirit. And even if I'm getting a no from the client, I'll tell them, all right, it's the way I'm spitting it out because I know the message is correct because spirit is smart. They Mm -hmm. are smart. It's me. And I laugh with spirit going, I'm so sorry you have to go through me. (laughs) And I will get this right for you. So I don't push anything under the rug especially the broken record, because I know it's something. Um, And so between with someone with their thoughts, thoughts come and go. You know, you might have your grocery list and then it goes like, oh, yeah, I got to get that. I got to get that. And it goes when it's a message from spirit. It's going to be, oh, okay. And then later that day, huh, why am I still thinking about that? And then it's going to carry to later. I'm still thinking about that. It's because it's spirit nudging you to do something. Mm. Um, I've got a funny story too with the, when it's spirit and when it's just our thoughts. So um, I went up North and this was a couple of years ago and I go up there a lot for group readings and readings. And I went up there and the house I usually stay at, she was getting her floors done. So another client said, Maria, you can come stay at my house. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. You can have the whole thing for the weekend. So I got there and I'm unloading my stuff and I got kind of sidetracked. And before I know it, it's dark. It's like 1130 at night. And I'm like, oh shoot, I got to get the rest of the stuff out of the car. I want to be ready for tomorrow. And my mom passed in 2009 and she's one of my biggest guides. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go empty out the car. And all of a sudden I hear her say, but what are you going to do about that bear? And I stopped and I said, huh, that just must be my thoughts. I mean, inside I knew it wasn't, but I'm a little stubborn and I really wanted to empty out the car. I'm going to go empty out the car. It's going to be fine. And I'm going for the door and all of a sudden I hear, that's all fine, but what are you going to do about that bear? So I stopped and I said, thank you, mom. I will empty out the car tomorrow. I love you. Thank you. 
The next day, the second client in says, did Juliet warn you about the bear? It's right on her property. It, it does come out at night. If you do not have to go out at night, don't. But if you do, you better make a lot of noise. Really? I go, no, Juliet forgot, but my mom warned, warned me about it. <sighs> so that is going to be the difference between spirit message and thoughts. Yeah, that's a beautiful example. Powerful. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really curious about, you know, you've written a book called There Is No Death, Only Life, which is amazing. I mean, that's so beautiful. And I'm curious about, I want to talk about your book and I want to talk about the evolution of your own understanding about what happens after death. Because I think, you know, a lot of people who have been on some kind of spiritual journey, you know, they may have had an idea when they were little about what does or doesn't happen after you die. Um, and then you kind of get more exposure to like near death experiences or some of the work where, you know, they've done, uh, is it Dr. Brian? Um, oh gosh. Weiss? Yes, yes, where he does those hypnosis sessions and has kind of been able to get people to remember the time in between lives. And um, and then, you know, people may have their own experiences where, you know, they're different multidimensional types of experiences and things. So um, I can imagine that there's been an evolution through all of the encounters that you've had, you know, where you're kind of this intermediary for people. Um, so how have things kind of evolved and changed over time as far as how you view life after death? Um, so I always believed, and, and I was brought up Catholic, I always believed that there was like, this was not going to be my first time here. I always believed that. Um, and I also was the four-year-old in church going, when the priest was saying stuff, yeah, that's not true. That's really? not right. So yeah. you believe in reincarnation, even as a, even being brought up Catholic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I just didn't believe that we die and that's it. Like I never believed that. That just didn't ring true to me. And um, through doing this. And really, um, I mean, and I live it too. So I, I try to really, um, with everything that I do, I try to do it at the highest level possible that I can. Now, we're all human. So do we have our little fumbles? Of course, because we're human. Um, and it's that trying to stay with the connection to with spirit because I definitely hear things more clearly now. Um, and that is due to, and I still take classes. I still do stuff because I feel like it's part of what I'm supposed to do to always brush up on things. And mediumship, anyone who's a medium knows your mediumship is always changing. It's always evolving. So you better try to keep up with it. Yeah. 
Um, so I think I do a pretty good job at that. At least I try to. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, I think that this was part of your question too, with kind of like, what do I experience from spirit kind of a thing on the other side is I experience more of these levels too that happens. So they might be at one level, but they're evolving over there also to these different levels. And I've always seen that where with these different levels, there is no hell. There is no hell. And I've always seen that too. Even in church, when the priest would talk about hell, I'd be sitting there going, yeah, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older and started really experiencing it with spirit, it's like, oh, yeah, I was right as a four-year-old. There's sure there is no hell. There's just these different levels that they're that they're going to. Um, and when they come through, they'll give me characteristics of them when they were here. But they're also at a soul level. So they're not still thinking in those petty ways that they did here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it, too, because when they're giving me like the characteristics of them, they'll also throw in, I want to say current events. So like yesterday, I had a reading, it was the last reading of the day. And I kind of stopped and I go, is your mom coming over? She busted out laughing and goes, oh my God, she's on her way over now. And it was her dad in spirit that I was talking to. And I'm like, because And I said, your dad's the one telling me because he keeps saying, tell mom, I send her my love. There's no way I would know that her mother was on her way over. Right. I love when spirit throws those things in too, to validate for their loved ones that are living that I'm here. I'm here. I love you. I want to help. I know what's going on. I'm right here. That's amazing. I had, one, I had one last week too. And I always forget readings. And this is just them reminding me because readings aren't for me for me to remember. It wasn't my message. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one last week where I'm like, okay, your mom is like showing me the birds. I and I kind of stopped and because the she kept pushing me to the backyard. And I stopped and I said, What's up with this yellow bird? There's something about a yellow bird. She looked at me and right away, oh my God, there was this bright yellow bird yesterday. I even had to call my sister about it. I knew it was my mom saying hi and you're validating it right now. Wow. So it is, it's, I love that. And I'm always I, you will never see me during a reading or any time go, well, yeah, because I said so. Yeah. I'm fascinated with it all, always. And it just, it's exciting and fascinating. And I love it. I love spirit. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing those things. It's It, it really does help to just 
fill things out. Like as we, as you hear, you know, the different experiences, even when it's not happening directly to you, you know, those kind of validations, they work through the collective and, and uh, just help to bump everybody up to deepen their connection. So that's really beautiful. So I'd love to talk about your book. There is no death, only life. Um, so tell, tell us how this book came about and what your, me- I mean, obviously your message is right there in the title, um, but is this a collection of different stories that you have, or is it more of a, an instructional kind of thing for people to get more connected themselves or how, tell us about it. It's, um, so the book came about, so my mom passed in 2009 and During her passing, it was very much, um, she was in denial and her cancer had come back and she didn't tell me. And it was me talking to one of the nurses saying, do I need to come there? Because she kept saying, oh no, it didn't come back. I'm just not feeling good. I'm sick. And I'm like, but something just felt like it was off. But when it, even when you're a medium though, if it's your mother, you're too connected mm-hmm. where you just might not see things clearly, or you just might say, okay, why would she lie to me? It just must be. And when the nurse said, well, if it was my mom, yeah, I'd come. I was like, oh, something's wrong. So I booked a flight out for the next day to get there. And before I even saw her, I went to the doctor and I said, what's up? How is she? And I got the, from the doctor, she has 10 days. Oh, no. To not even knowing the cancer came back. She had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I looked at him and I said, does she know? And he said, yeah. And I said, are you sure? And I said, does my dad know? Because otherwise, they're both in clear denial about this. He said, no, they both know. My father, total denial also. And I said, oh. And I said, well, what do I do with this? Do I talk about it? He said, no, I wouldn't. So here I am, someone that gets messages from spirit, and I cannot talk to my mother about this. Oh, my goodness. I have to also be pretending it's not happening. Oh, wow. So it was um, a very difficult experience to go through, but I honored that because this was my mother's experience that she was going through. And I felt that for me to load on her my beliefs, that's selfish. Mm-hmm. Totally selfish, especially when someone has 10 days left. I'm going to honor her and honor that, okay, I'm not going to talk about this because this is not what she wants to talk about. Therefore, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what she wants. So I didn't, but I made sure that she had everything that she wanted. And she clearly did not think that it, it's like, I know some small part of her thought she was not going to make it, but this other big part of her was, no, I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fine. So during this time, I said, I'm going to write a book. 
I'm going to write a book because there are so many people that are stuck and that are in this fear of death. Mm -hmm. And this needs to be a book. So that's how I came up with the, this needs to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had so many clients with their experiences that I thought I want to include some of my client stories in this Mm -hmm. and of what they went through. And I had a lot of them that wanted to share their stories in the book. And I shared just, um, it's not really a manual or anything like that. It's, it's stories and it's hopefully something where it was trying to take a little bit of this fear out of people's minds. That was my big thing that I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Well, thank you for that because, um, I very much think that fear is really holding humanity back and holding us down. Um, and fear of death, I mean, that is a, a huge one. I mean, that's like number one. And, you know, because there is, there is this seemingly finality to it, you know, and, and there are a lot of people who, you know, really either don't don't know what happens after or are pretty sure that nothing happens. So, so what, what is your message? Like how can people relate to that? Like that there is no death. How, how, how do you, I mean, I'm with you. I feel that as well. But if somebody is very much like, well, my mom was here and now she's not, you know, how, how do you say there's no death? (laughs) You know, Tell us a bit about um, that. I, I, it's going to be through another client experience. So I had a client where, I mean, this she lived her life like this, spiritually and believer, and her husband wasn't. He was just like, okay, sweetie, you just go and you believe what you want. And that's cool. That's fine. You know, whatever. And um, they have kids. They have um four kids. And unfortunately, last year, one of her sons had passed in a car accident. And she called me that day and she wanted to connect with them. So I did a reading the same day and I picked up on the scene and where it happened and that it was quick. It was painless. And I said, but hold on, he's bringing up a woman that was there. And this woman was right there, held his hand. She knew he was already gone, but she sat there talking to him. And this really helped. And he wants you to go find her. She was so kind. And I went into some details with that. And it was, and he's like, I want you to go thank her. And this was also for healing for the family. Mm -hmm. And the things that she had said to him, I had conveyed and she found the woman. Wow. And the woman validated everything that I said. Oh my goodness. Her husband then turned into a believer. Wow. A 500% believer. 
because he knew there was no way I would know those things. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't even know that. They didn't even know. They hadn't even been to the scene yet of where it happened. Wow. That's very, very powerful. My goodness. Thank you for sharing that. So So it's hard because it's, it's not like I'm here also. That is not my main job to make non-believers believers. Right. Yeah. Um, My, what I always want is for if someone's having a reading my, cause I also don't control spirit. I don't control messages who comes in, what's in it. Cause trust me, I've had like a mom come in or a dad come in where they're like, yeah, I don't want to talk to them. Well, I don't have control over that. Yeah. I don't have control over that. And most of the time though, it works out well where the message was a healing message and they were able to heal a piece of that where it ended up being a good thing for them, even though at first they were a little resistant Yeah, it doesn't always work out that way, but I have no control over who comes in, what the message is going to be. So my hope always is for a reading that whoever they want to come in is going to, or that overall, it's just going to be a healing experience. Yeah. Because that's usually what a reading is about. It is a healing experience. Yeah, that's amazing. Beautiful. Do you have any tips for how people can um, strengthen their own personal connections to the other side? You know, meditation helps. Mm -hmm. So people always say, Maria, I try to meditate and then I go off into, oh yeah, I got to get this and I got to do that. And my advice always is, well, don't fight it because the more you fight it, the more that grocery list is going to keep coming in. (laughs) I'm like, just think of it as like a cloud, a cloud going by and you can just go, Oh, yep. Okay. And you kind of gently push it to the side. Mm -hmm. It's going to come back in because we're human Mm -hmm. and then acknowledge it again and go, Oh yeah. Okay. And like a cloud, just kind of push it over a little bit. I said, over time, you'll notice that it will be less and less. Mm -hmm. And it's really just, um, and I said, or just sit in that quiet space. Just sit in the quiet space, whether it's outside or inside. Outside is helpful because you're connecting with nature and it makes it a little easier. Mm -hmm. Um, A meditation class, you know, helps you know, or a something with connecting with loved ones, you know, kind of a class helps. Mm -hmm. But I believe that everybody has that gift that they can connect with their loved ones. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all about meditation. This is the meditation conversation. So it's a beautiful tool to use for sure. Um, So I have seen that you've been doing some like small group events where everybody can hear from spirit, which is super cool. 
Um, do you want to tell us about any events coming up? It's probably going to be about six to eight weeks. So I don't know if you, if you know that far out, but are you going to continue to do things like that? And I definitely will be. So Mm -hmm. it's just going to be checking on my website, Mm -hmm. um, because I will always have, um, group events on zoom. So, and I, I always try to do at least one a month and Mm -hmm. they do fill up which is nice because I keep the group smaller so that everybody gets a message. I like doing that. Um, and I've got a group of 15 coming to the house today. Oh, so, wow. yeah. And I, I like it. I just feel like, um, I feel like it's a little pick me up for people is what I want to say. A little boost of energy for them where it's a, Oh my gosh, my loved one is with me. Yeah. And it's, it's helpful. It is a helpful thing to connect with your loved ones. And it is a helpful tool to know how to meditate mm-hmm. and to get that energy of connection. Beautiful. Helpful, so- but yes, my website, it's going to be just checking on my website, get on my mailing list. Mm-hmm. Um, because I send out things on my mailing list of upcoming events. And so people, since it's on Zoom, they don't have to be local. You can, anybody can join. Yes. Yes. Where where are you? I'm in Huntington Woods, uh, Michigan. Oh, okay. I'm in Indiana. So we're pretty close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. So um, I will put your your website in, um, in the show notes so that people can get that pretty easily. I've Thank seen you, you on Instagram as well. Some of these things promoted on Instagram. So I am. Oh, and I'm going to say too, I keep getting Instagram. The I love Instagram. I just do not like how they monitor it mm-hmm. because I keep getting people that are um, duplicating my account. Oh yeah. And then reaching out to people and saying like, I think you want to have a reading. Yes. Yeah. So everybody knows I never, ever, ever would message you. I never would send you a personal message saying, hi, would you like a reading? Nor would any other reputable medium. That's what I was going to say. Reach out to you in a messenger asking you for a reading and then sending you a PayPal or Venmo, yeah. or however else, that would never happen. And I want to be real clear about that. It is so frustrating to me right now because I really have built a very good reputation for myself. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so sad that people are taking advantage of people by doing this. Yeah. Thank you for that message because this is rampant um, along Instagram. So a lot of duplication and you know, I get a lot of stuff coming into my inbox too. That's like, Hey, Oh, it's somebody yesterday. It was like this, uh, I think a shaman in Africa who, you know, my ancestors were coming through very strongly for them. And my ancestors wanted me to receive messages from this you know, person that I have no idea who it was. So yeah, we all need to use our discernment and, uh, and notice when this stuff is happening and, uh, and be aware that more than likely a reputable medium or other people, you know, in that similar sort of 
realm would not be soliciting you on, you know, Facebook mess or Instagram messenger. Yeah. Because Instagram is not taking care of the problem. Mm. They are not. Yeah. I've reported a bunch of different times it's happened to me because you can just easily go in and block and report. And uh, I don't know that anything really ever happens. I don't know. I don't hear anything about it. And it just seems to be similar, you know, things with similar accounts. So. um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, anything else? Does anything else come to mind that you want to share with everybody as we wrap up here, Maria? Just know your loved ones are around you. And everybody gets those little gut feelings of, you know, the signs. And you know it's a sign when you sit there and you just have that knowing of of going, oh my gosh, I know that's from my mom or I know that's from my dad or grandma. It is that strong head to toe knowing of that that's from that person. I just want to say trust in that and believe in that because they do send us signs and they do have conversations with us. And that goes back to the, how do you know it's a conversation or how do you know it's spirit? Know when it keeps going off like that broken record, that's them having a conversation with you. They are with you. They want to help you. They want to make life easier for you. And that's a big thing that spirit and your loved one want to do. They want to make things easier for you. We make things harder. They mm-hmm. want to make things easier. Oh, what what a beautiful message. Thank you so much. And and uh, so comforting. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Maria. It's been such a pleasure to have you and connect with you today. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I have loved it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.